Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. A boy growing pubic hair down to his feet is only the fifth weirdest thing to happen in this movie. We saw the peanut butter solution. So you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth. It is I, Tall John Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Uh, today, we're talking about the 1985 Canadian film. The Peanut Butter Solution, and boy, oh boy, how do I explain this movie? If you've not seen it, um, a boy loses all of his hair uh, because he goes into a haunted house, and then uh, ghosts gift him a recipe to grow it back, but it grows back uh, too furiously. Uh, like, it won't stop growing, uh, and that gets the attention of a local kidnapper who has an evil capitalist plan? I mean, I guess that like that's just scratching the surface of what is going on in this movie. We'll break this all down, but uh, I felt like I needed to lay out some plot for you just to get in on this movie because it is bonkers. Uh, but to do that, we have two amazing co-hosts. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. How are you, Jason? 
Paul, I wonder if you noticed that you just said that his hair grows back too fast, too furiously, uh, <laughs> which is, I mean, the, I, I wonder, are you trying to intimate that this might be part of the Fast and Furious? Is this a, uh, like a nascent, is this the beginning of that story? I wonder. I mean, I mean, honestly, I was just in awe of this film as much as I am of any of, oh, the, uh, absolutely. of the of the Fast and Furious films. I mean, this this blew me away the same way. <laughs> this was I was gobsmacked watching this. Have never seen it. <laughs> have never really even heard of it. So just this is one of those great movies that we do where I put it on. I have no idea what's going to happen. I start watching it and I was confounded by this movie and also weirdly. Very again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all in our homes still, sure. blah, blah, blah. Like, very like heartbroken for this young boy, you know. Uh, there's a lot of like a, a lot of emotion. Uh, this brought up a lot of emotion for this poor kid. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I have a lot to say about it. I will say, and I know it's an overused term, but like, I felt high while I was watching it because. It was there. It just felt so bizarre. It felt like it, like I was totally not high while watching it, but yet everything didn't oh, yeah. quite make sense, although it linked I up. Was, and I know, yeah. yeah. I was, every turn the movie took shocked me. I was like, <laughs> wait, why would this, wait, this is what this movie's doing now? Every turn, every act, at the end of every act, when the new act started, the movie became a different, oh, let's get to it, let's call I'm like, I'm into it. I'm surprised that you saw acts in this movie. Um, anyway, uh, one of the great uh, sadnesses of my life was that I did not get to watch this movie with our other co-host, as I normally do. Uh, please welcome June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm okay, Paul. How are you? I am good. I Talk to me. I haven't even really gotten to connect with you since you've seen this movie. What's on your mind? This, uh, I also, I think I heard you say in that, that beginning intro that it, it, that you both walked into this not knowing much. Zero. I didn't know a thing. Yeah. Zero. So much so that when the opening credits started, I thought this isn't right. This is yeah. a French movie. I'm on the wrong. I, I've got it all wrong. And I thought that for probably the duration of the film. Well, um, now we've just learned from Paul that it is, in fact, Canadian, maybe even French Canadian, which makes sense as to why everybody has accents. Everybody has accents. But yes. the opening was also in French. I thought I was yeah. watching a French movie. Yes. Well, when they when they show the newspapers, it has French titles of the articles. I mean, yeah, yeah that is, yeah. It's but Montreal, go, I believe. But then they go to lengths. No, I thought they said they were in Toronto. I don't know. When we looked around, it was like when we were in Montreal shooting long shot. Like every oh, one listen, of those. Oh, listen, they definitely weren't in Toronto and everybody had a, a, a French-Canadian accent. But I thought that they kept on, I thought that the movie was taking place in Toronto. Uh, I just, what we didn't, I didn't even think it was Canadian because my understanding is that Canada is all Little Italy's. Uh, <laughs> Jason, so I, have I to kept say, expecting I, Little Italy to show. They to I, run into to Little me, Italy. <laughs> to me, this movie was so Canadian. Oh, I mean, this movie couldn't be more Canadian. It could oh. not. The only way it could have been more, more Canadian. Canadian is if they had hockey instead of soccer. <laughs> like that's the only <laughs> I, way. Okay, first of all, I that's feel... but 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 why? Okay, I wanted I want to talk I about talk this about for one second. We have to start for the beginning, but 
You bring up hockey. You bring up soccer. We did see them. We did see Michael at, at soccer lessons. We hear a lot about soccer. S- and soccer then lessons. I don't, think see... it, I don't think we call them soccer lessons. <laughs> there, that soccer was a practice. soccer game. <laughs> that was then, a game, June. That was a fine. game. Fine. But then it's not what I call fine. a soccer game. I'll tell you that. Listen, right two teams, but it's wearing different jerseys. You, you know what you, you know what these kids need to do? Get more lessons. You know that was a hey, but, good lesson. That's what happens at the end of the game. Good lesson. Good lesson. Listen. Good lesson. Oh, good Jason, lesson. don't don't antagonize June because June traveled, as she will tell me many times, around the state as a soccer champion. Oh yeah, I've heard. I wasn't I've, a I've heard tales. I, I was on a great team. I was not a great <laughs> soccer player. My talents were in other sports, in different athletics, but I was on a great <laughs> soccer team. So, but what I was going to say is what's crazy is all this talk of soccer. And then the father is painting a picture of the family playing tennis. It's the badminton yeah. court in their backyard. The painting is of the, in the backyard, the sister is playing badminton. Do you remember? I oh, do I don't remember. remember that. Yeah, there's like a scene where. In this movie? In this movie, yes, there's a scene in which the daughter sues. It doesn't matter, but but I that's the connection I made. I was like, oh, that's their backyard, like little badminton court is what I yeah, believe. Yeah, he really seems mm. to paint exactly what is going on in their lives. Well, so much with the exception so that- of all the dressed up birds. Oh, boy. I mean, I want to I really and unfortunately, this is not a live show where we can break down every piece of art because the art in this movie, I mean, he is a bad artist, right? I mean, he's a bad artist. It's subjective, but but yes, absolutely. Would I hang the badminton painting in my house? Absolutely. I mean, without without a doubt. Having seen your collection, Jason, I do feel like that has a nice home and is in great company in your oh, home. Yes. I, it would I would argue that the 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 art of the little boy looking at the toaster at his bald head uh, would fit more in the Jason collection. But yes, here's yes. the thing about that piece. He never saw that happen. He was upstairs when the boy had the toaster. So he either heard tale of that or he it's, is imagined. This it. is like uh, there was parts of this movie, Paul, where I wonder, like there were parts of it where I felt like this was almost your childhood in a way that <laughs> in a way that like <laughs> in a way that like the, the, the little boy is his name Michael, the little boy yes. just seems to be on his own in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he oh. seems to be like this is an 80s movie where like that captures this idea of like kids are just like free. Like you like like the dad is the generation not, of like the latchkey kid. Exactly. The dad is like in his attic painting away, not really dialed in. The mom is in Australia because her father passed away is like just a throwaway line. Selling then, his house. The mom has been away for an indeterminate seemingly I would say if you told me she's been gone for two years, I would buy it. She's been minute, selling the, his house. The minute the son returns unconscious, you know, in a shopping cart, I, I would assume the mom would come back like something's up with my son. He loses. The son is having a medical situation and the mom is like, <laughs> I guess I'm staying in Australia. And the dad is like, well, ah, you're fine. Nobody, nobody cares. updated her, Jason. I believe she would have come home stacked. Oh, perhaps. But- yeah. It didn't seem like anyone was updating her. To me, this is a cautionary tale, like, for all moms out there, never leave. I thought she was dead for most of it. I I thought that the father was hiding something, absolutely. that I thought it was going to be a metaphor that he was hiding that she had died and that she was in Australia. Like, that was how he was getting them through it. Because here's my theory. Suze, 
the young girl, the daughter. Love Suze. Love yeah. Suze. Suze really has taken over the mother position, and I don't think Suze wanted the mom to come back at all. Suze is, like, doing bills. Yeah, she's wearing her mom's robe. She's doing, like, mothering. She's taking care of Michael. She's also, like, her relationship with her father has become very bizarre, I think. Like, she's doting, on, she's doting on him in a way that's, that's, that's weird. Like, everybody, all the relationships in this movie are very uh, familial are very bizarre i think you know the the dynamic well, between the the siblings is weird the dynamic between the siblings and the father the father himself is just a bizarre banana. character he, you know he needs to be institutionalized i mean you do see this happen though <laughs> where a lot of times when there's a, a dad and a mother either passes away or there's a divorce the dad will make the oldest daughter like a little mini a sure. little mini mom, a mini wife. And it's very, very disturbing. Oh, I've um, heard stories. I will say, though, that I was obsessed with Suze. And there is, despite all, this movie is insane. There's a <laughs> quality to it, though, where every once in a while I was like, I am fascinated by these scenes. I believe this weird world. There was a tone to it and some of the acting like between Suze and her brother and Connie I was just taken with so you were you're okay with close sibling relationships when they're younger it's once they're adults that you just you Up think you don't like 20. it Oh, tw- you so you wow, have a cut off. So what only once, brother sister. So once once they can drink, they can no longer be friends. <laughs> <laughs> they could be friends, but not too close. Not not too close. Yes, yes. I uh, mean I, I feel like I know what you're saying, June, in the sense that for me, I'll say I the movie is straight up bananas, right? Like all of the beats, all of the plot, the plot of this movie is completely disturbing and insane. Yes. But what the way it was like uh, it, with like uh, like the movie I was going to reference was uh, what was the was it not cat people? What was the sleepwalkers? Was that the movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the movie I was going to reference because it was similarly like weirdly maybe also French, but also or not, maybe Canadian or something like there was a weird family dynamic in that, too. In this there was like a real sadness that suffused this movie that I felt like. A normal 80s kid movie wouldn't have this much sadness and trouble for the lead boy, you know, for that lead character. Nothing was aspirational in this movie. Like, I didn't want to hang out with them. I didn't want to be with them. I didn't want to be in their house. I didn't think anything was cool. And a lot of the times in these 80s movies, it's 1985. But that's Canada, too. The kid gives up. (laughs) The kid, Michael, in the third act, Michael gives up. He's like in an iron lung where his hair is just growing. And the art teacher (laughs) is turning his hair into hairbrushes. He's kidnapped 20 kids. He's put them in pink geese. And 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 when 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 Connie comes to save Michael, Michael's like, ah, eh, who cares? I'm happy enough here. Like the the lead character gives up. Well, it's okay. crazy. That's what's so crazy. Like the narrative shifts to to Connie and his yeah. younger sister Maylin. It's so strange. By the and way, they Connie for a while become the heroes. Yeah, Connie I love is. Connie. I love Connie. Conrad, uh, he's his little friend who's wearing a, a a pretty sweet leather jacket and a black fedora, and. <laughs> I just want to give you like a taste of the tone of this movie. But by the way, so it really is hard to describe. Um, our lead character and Connie go to this like scary house. Uh, Michael goes inside the house, gets a fright. 
can't even believe big what I'm saying. Get, just gets the big fright. We don't which know what they, the big which fright they is. Say, which they keep saying throughout the movie. Different characters say the fright, a fright. Yes. As if that's like a term that we all recognize as like a thing we know. He you doesn't know? even know what he, he doesn't even know what scared him. He just walks in and it's like that opening scene in Ghostbusters where the librarian sees the ghost. He's like, ah, and you know, his hair kind of just gets on edge. And then he wakes up the next morning completely bald. And this is the moment of realization that our main character, uh, a young boy is completely bald. It's him and his friend Connie uh, sitting down at a table I believe Connie's always wearing the fedora. Uh, just take a listen. This is the realization moment here. Connie, do I have any hair at all? Not much. Tell you the truth? Not actually. Yeah. Take a look. I'm bald. Like it's a, it's so lethargic. What's weird about it is like Michael, who's the little boy who has the fright, wakes up and his hair is now gone. Like he is totally bald, right? Yes. Um, but he arrives at the breakfast table, not aware of the fact that he is now completely bald. He and doesn't both, have his eyes open, Jason. Does, he, that's what I was just gonna say. He's got his. He still has his eyes closed. And what we're to believe, he hasn't even touched his head. And even though his father and his sister are like casually, oh my god, you're bald. And then they yeah. walk out of the room like nothing's going on. And it's him and it's Michael and Connie that have the. Re that's when Michael finally looks in the toaster and sees his reflection. Like the father and the sister are. Like, so blasé about all of these insane things, including when Michael goes missing. The, the, the 20, kids, 20, 20 kids go kids. missing in this town and everybody's still going to school, still hanging out. Kids. 20 know, kids in one very small town. And but now that I understand it's Canadian, it makes sense because Canadians don't care about their children. No. You know, <laughs> they just, they're, they, if they can't, you know, that's the, yeah, that's right, Canada. But by the way, here's what I'll say about Canada, because I know we have a, a bunch of amazing listeners there. I actually think that their parents are very chill. It's like, if our kid goes missing, they'll come back eventually. Like, we'll figure yeah. it out. Like, we'll get him we back. Because we don't lock we, our doors. We He'll know be able that, to get in. We know that even Canadian kidnappers are not that bad. They will return our kid eventually. Whenever they're, they're done using them for their capitalist plot to make paintbrushes, they'll come back. I mean, it's fine. It's one less thing oh I got to worry God. about. That, that I mean, the, the art teacher, I could talk about the art teacher from his class to his child Dog. slave labor uh, sweatshop to the inappropriate shoulder touching to the ripping up. I mean, the, 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 the accent to the jacket made of hair for the oh, end of the movie. The he's hair wearing, jacket. He's wearing like a duster made of hair. It's like it's Joseph and the enough. Amazing Technicolor dream coat of hair. It's yeah, just Joseph and the Sergio and the Amazing Technicolor hair coat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's wearing that coat and running through a hallway full of hair. He's also like delivering paintbrushes wearing a I, coat okay, made so of hair. I, I'm really interested in in that piece of it. And base I guess basically the plot because it turns out when Michael first wakes up that morning after the big fright and goes bald, um, it he he does his dad and Sue's. And by the way, I was obsessed with Sue's style and her little sweaters with 
like yeah. Oxford shirts. Popped, and I, I just collar. thought she yeah. was so great. But Did Suze go to school, by the way? I don't know. I mean, she's a homemaker now. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think I, she was talking about getting a part-time job at the bank. I think she's a I know, I think she's now I know a 12 she's going for her real estate license. <laughs> 12-year-old <but>. bank teller. <laughs> but when they go to that doctor who... Uh, Epstein, I, Poundstein, Poundstein Epstein was his name. Also, that. also has an accent. Well, well... It doesn't it end up that he's that doctor who who's also not that concerned that Michael woke up without any hair. Yeah, oh, yeah everyone's yeah, yeah. pretty blase. OK, so turns out, though, that he is the art teacher's brother. And also the art dealer's and brother. And also the art dealer's brother. <laughs> so, they're, so these brothers are basic, basically make up 40% of the population of this town. Yes, this is Little Italy. They are... <laughs> This movie has like five, uh, basically five characters in it. It's it's our, it's Suze, it's the dad, it's the it's it's the son who's bald, Connie, and then the three brothers. I mean that's that's it. And that's the, seven and the characters. Principal, who's and, the, great. and the who's got a British accent. The yes, the, the principal's right. got a British accent, and then the math teacher, and oh, and Connie's younger sister <laughs> as well. And later. Oh, yeah. Come, comes in later in the movie. You so, know, to but be here's it. my question. So it's so so turns out we find out that the art dealer had been um, knew where his brother, his twin brother, the Italian art teacher was, and the doctor led them to that art dealer. Blah blah blah. Is there any world in which this was a big master, like in which the art teacher, Signor, was? Wow, you're really putting plotting a real spin on this. that thing. You're really lean, leaning in on it. But plotting this from the beginning so that no one would question what was happening to this kid's hair. Oh, so the doctor's playing it very well. Here's the thing the hmm. doctor's like playing it very much like that's not a big deal, but there is no hair factory without Michael. But this seemed to be like he was kidnapping these kids before, I mean, or at least he kidnapped he, he kids only- really quickly. Yeah, well, he really only start, like yeah. It's only when because I don't think to your point, June. I don't think Senor could have planned this because the recipe comes from ghosts. Yes, the recipe, like, and but he's not involved in that. So, and I just want to reiterate because we have not said this yet in the podcast. We haven't talked about what the peanut butter solution the even recipe, is. <laughs> the recipe for how to grow hair comes to Michael via ghosts. That's part of the movie. Was Were those ghosts also, and I'm going to use the term that they use in the movie, I'm not saying this is an acceptable term, the winos? Because when Michael <laughs> yes. gives a wino a dollar, yes. uh, that seemed like that was the one of the ghosts. I was yes. a little confused, and I almost rewound to try to figure it out. And then, honestly, I just well, I can I felt very quickly I didn't. Okay. Yes, very quickly what I can say is uh, my understanding from a very thorough watching of this movie was... <laughs> <clears throat> the, the house that burned down was being used as like a squat for homeless people, winos. what they're calling mm-hmm. winos, who are also, we see Michael give one of the winos money yes. uh, outside Very nice. of the bank. Very he also has gives, a pretty the, fat, ro- ro- like he has a lot of money for a kid his age. I was surprised to see him peeling off like some paper money. Oh yeah, the kids. The kids rich. You know, he's he's <laughs> out there. It's but it's but keep in mind it's Canadian money, so it's not real. Um. <laughs> anyway, so so the, this I think this act of kindness that Michael gives this uh, this uh, wino money and then they die. They then start to and so the fright 
Do we ever understand what the fright was? Was it just that he'd seen dead bodies? What was the... I thought the fright was that he saw those winos as ghosts. They don't really... Because the second time he goes into the house, he's there. But so that kind of defeats the purpose of he was nice to the winos, but then they gave him a fright. Unless you're right. Maybe he just saw a dead body. Like, we don't know. Yeah, that's true. We never get that answer. But regardless... To repay that kindness where the kid has paid them, they the ghosts visit him in his dreams and give him a recipe to grow hair, which is what is the peanut butter solution. It's all these different ingredients. But again, this doesn't happen until like an hour into the movie. <laughs> what you're saying right now, by the way, Jason, yeah. is insane. Yeah, but it doesn't but- happen for like, it's we're an hour. Like, I thought this movie was going to be about the struggles of a kid who loses his hair, he tries wearing a wig, and it was going to be about him, like, coming to terms with being what bald. his life, you know, being bald and what that means and and what hair means for kids and da-da-da, all this, and, like, that he's going to, or, the, you know, that it's going to be, like, a, t- a story about being an outsider or feeling like an outsider, like an inverse teen wolf, basically. What was that movie where it was about someone who had, like, uh, was an albino and he, like, wore a fedora? Powder? And- Powder, powder, yes. Powder, so the yeah. guy, yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more powder esque. Um, but that's not the case. It's this no. other movie with ghosts no and powder. concoctions, and then he 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 puts too much peanut butter in, and he grows hair at a rate that is visible. Like he's visibly growing hair. He's growing the hair second by act. the but but he's growing hair from the minute they recognize that hair is growing. By the way, we skipped one piece of crucial information. He is visited by these ghosts who are raiding his kitchen. To take stuff back to wherever they live in Ghost World, um, and but then when he fucks up the solution because the parents or the dad thinks he's gonna make it to eat it, they they come back the next night to be like, all right, you didn't write down the recipe. We're gonna help you because you're a nice boy. Like they ba- the ghosts come twice. They come a second time because he forgets the recipe. <laughs> I think it's such a funny, I like, weird I like the first scene where they're making so much noise and he comes in and he's like, yeah. stop making so much noise. You're going to wake my dad. And they're like, no, close your eyes. And then they make all the noise, but you can't hear it. I was like, ooh, this is kid logic that I like. I, I you know, like it. I like that this movie has a logic to these ghosts because, yes, they're disruptive. But, but <laughs> what's the <laughs> point if you're a ghost of loading up boxes of food Yes. My assumption is the dad's not going to come down and open the cabinets, and they, they, I don't think that food is leaving. I'm also going to just say one thing, and it's a home design issue, and I just need to get it off my chest. The cabinets were way too tall because when the father puts the girl on his shoulders, she's almost able to reach the top shelf of the cabinet, which means that anyone in that house would have to use a stepladder any time to get anything out of that pantry. Those, Those are cos- Canadian cabinets. That's what, yeah. that's what my interior designer calls them, Canadian cabinets. He said, <laughs> if you want... If you want a re- really high, tall cabinets, well, we can install. It's like a California king size bed. <laughs> Manute Bowl was a cabinet maker and only made <laughs> cabinets for himself. Well, remember we were convinced, Paul, in the other house to build that vanity in the bathroom with like very yes. high. This guy mm-hmm. told us like, oh, you're both tall people. You need your sink needs to be taller. And it then was it, the best advice. Do you, Do you think so? Yes, because it was at our waist. We could actually, like, you didn't have to bend down that much. I think people who were shorter were kind of unnerved by it. But but I think in selling the house, that was troubling because it was so. <laughs> Such we, a had tall we had nine foot counters. We had nine. 
<laughs> Wait a second. You think was... you think it affected the resale value of the house because the oh, sink was so tall? Definitely. If you're a short person, there's no way. Like you literally can't wash your face. You know the way the way that they're the way that they're scanning people's temperatures before they go into stores. We had a sign out on our front lawn that said, "If you're not six feet, you can't come in to look at the house." We were very heightist. Must uh, be must be in. this tall to use sink. <laughs> I mean, you can invite over the shorties all you want for for, for the guest bathroom. It's fine. But you have to make but them sign a waiver. Yeah, you have but to make the them sign a waiver bath. because, listen, this is dangerous for someone your height to be. I don't want you to drown. <laughs> I did like that they were a higher sink. I appreciate it. I did, it. too. But I've thought a, a, a few times about the, one of the people who bought the house and how she's faring in there. I mean, she's a lot shorter than us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Suze, meanwhile, poor Suze is up in making every meal. Making, you know, like, like when is she living her life? When is it time for Susie to live her life? I, I don't know. I, I love, <sighs> I don't know. I wanted to see Suze and Connie get something together. I felt like they had something. Paul, maybe. what? Ew. Well, no. Ew. No, I'm not saying I wanted to mean? see them. I didn't want to say like I wanted to see them have sex. I, and this saying, is weird because when you shared your screen earlier- ten. When you shared yeah. your screen earlier, there was an open window that did seem like you were writing fan fiction for Suze and Connie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as adults, uh, they reconnect. They reconnect over this oh. crazy. Uh, is that why? Is that school. why it was called the reunion? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm very. I love Richard Linklater, and this is kind of very much like Before Sunrise, uh, you know, oh. that kind of a thing. So, Peanut Butter Solution is the first one. This is 30 <laughs> years later, and we're kind of catching up with them. It's. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, 
That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Here's what I don't understand. So Connie ends up using the peanut butter solution to grow pubic hair. Yes. And that's a crazy moment. I want pubes. He would, his, want story, pubes. his story <laughs> is very unsettling. Oh, because because Michael's, Michael's story, yes, we're watching Michael grapple with this insane thing that's happening to him, which is he's growing hair at a rate that he cannot control, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes over his life. He gets kicked out of school. It gets him in teachers trouble. Teachers protest. Teachers literally say, to yeah. resign. will resign he, because he, your hair is growing too much. Like, but they're not, not, not because that. he's misbehaving. They're not upset that his hair is growing that much. Well, maybe they are. They, are, they don't want, which I did appreciate, they don't yeah. want his hair to be clipped during class because it's yes. distracting, which I, I can understand. Yes, the, the but, principle is like the si- the, the scissor, the cutting of the, si- the scissor yeah, cutting is too noisy. I get yeah, it. You know? I get it. I was and very uncomfortable watching that. It was but distracting. It was really distracting. <laughs> well, Connie's just filling up paper bags full of Michael's hair during math class. That would be very <laughs> weird. If that was happening in my math class, I would be like, what the fuck is going on? I also think that Connie was doing a bad job of cutting hair. Why is he being so gentle and trimming? Just cut it, like make a big, whoosh, whoosh, just cut it from the back. Buzz like, it. He was, just get clippers. Yes. And then he could do it once a, once a period. But I will say that those kids were cheering for- I, I never knew point, why. There are several moments in the movie where the kids are cheering. He's like, I want to learn. You can't kick me out of here. I need to learn. And the kid's like, yeah, he does. Just because he has hair. I mean, by the way, when he didn't have hair, he was ostracized. But when he had too much hair, he was embraced. Oh, as a bald man, did you relate this. to that, Paul? Yeah. As a bald I man, I relate say. to this, and I see it, and I and I hate these kids who automatically um, had a bald song at the ready. When, uh, that's when what I, was I was like, well, how did they have a taunt ready to go? <laughs> like, when are these kids running into bald children when they rip his wig off and the glue, and you see it, and he's on the soccer field, oh, that the was soccer very field where, uh, where there's no net. Where like they kick a ball through the uh, through the goalpost, and some kid just has to run really far to go get the ball. But they have this song. I want to play this bald song really quick, uh, Devin. If you just drop that in, <laughs> Paul, are you going to be okay to hear this? I mean, it's going to be hard. This is going to be very activating for you. Do you see what I mean by seniors? 
uh, expression there. It seems yeah. like he's plotting something already just by looking at him. Well, I think what they're doing is they're like, they're having you have, see, and there's another scene later. So they're having you clock senior notice him bald. And then there's a later scene where he sees him like with crazy hair. And Looking that's like when senior, the Adams family. yes, that's when I feel like senior, um, <laughs> senor. makes, makes the connection and is like, Oh, wait a minute. I can use that, you know, give me some of that. But senior, hair. So senor is give me fired. some of those flowing locks. Senor is fired because he's not creative yet. He, so he kind of wants to penalize the art world by, making very overpriced brushes? Is that kind no, of it? he's because- fired, Paul, because he's harassing the students. But he, and, he's, and the but principal he's, finds out he's been fired from two other schools, has changed his look, is a yeah. fraud, has been in, in has been arrested for like for passing off forged paintings. He's a criminal. By the way, should have done that background check before he started. By the I way, mean, I this agree. is Canada. They trust you there. Yeah, um, if you just show up in Canada and say I want to teach kids art, they're like, sure, go ahead. They're just Canadian kids. They're pretty much like we just let them roam free. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that Trudeau just kind of walked into the the prime minister's house and was like, I'm going to take this over. And people are like, all right, cool. Seems like he knows yeah. what he's doing. Um, the uh, I will say this though, Senor, and I think this is what they were trying to show was Senor hated imagination. He didn't like seeing kids like when when Michael drew the picture of the dog. Senor has a dog and. He uses his dog as part of the art class. When Senor displays his dog and Michael draws flames around the dog, he's like, no, 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 there's no flames there. He's cutting off kids' imaginations. And so I think what he wants to do is say, you know what? Fuck this art world with their imaginations and their beautiful creations. My brother makes some money off of this. I'm going to charge the artists more money than they'll ever need for this magical or for this regular paintbrush because... Fuck the art world. I don't like imagination. He, he But then when we go to Senor's child slave factory, he's <laughs> paint this is where it gets this is where I was like, this what is, is happening? Senor himself is painting paintings that are so magical that are so ma- there are magical worlds that you can step inside of them and disappear into the paintings. Right. Because this paintbrush, this hair paintbrush has something in it. That you only need to dip it in yeah, one the color. Peanut butter solution. But it's that, not the peanut. Is it? It's not the peanut butter solution. He dips it in. It's the it's hair. The, no, it's, that but is the gro- hair has the peanut butter. The hair solution has in been it. grown from the solution. But the hair is magic. But if if Michael fucking listened and didn't put more peanut butter in it, they told him. The ghost told him. Right. Don't use more peanut butter. Like his hair would have just been normal. So does yeah. Michael deserve it? Yeah, he kind of does. Wow, Michael is the villain? Wow, this is wild. They told him, don't use too much peanut butter. Okay, but here's what I don't understand. So so what I was saying before, though, about Connie is, so Connie decides that he, yes, Connie decides that he wants pubic hair. And, which is just, that whole sequence is very upsetting. Realizing it's it's growing out of the bottom of his pants. Well, it's coming down his leg. On it's both referenced sides. a number of times. Somebody, who's is it? The teacher? Somebody that says, and and it looks like you've got a little problem as well. And yes. he hasn't noticed that his pubic hair is pouring out of his pouring out of his pants and what, and bottoms. What's so interesting about it is, I mean, it forced me to go down the rabbit hole of like, wow, if pubic hair were to grow that long, like, would it look like that? Like, would it mm. look long and silky like, like that? 
because actual like pubic hair is a very different type of texture. But again, peanut butter solution. Could you say peanut butter solution? That peanut butter solution. Uh, I'm glad that's just something now that once it's said, it has to be said by everybody. I like it. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, this is a movie that could they could have just donated all this hair to Locks of Love or Locks well, they were of bagging, Love. They were they I were bagging they it up. Pubic hair. You know, I was just going to ask, do they accept pubic <laughs> I hair? Because I so. I'm willing to. I don't know. Does Locks of Love or Locks <laughs> for Love? I'm not sure what it's called. Um, I just know that uh, it's it, it. They take hair. Uh, you have uh, to cut uh, it in a very specific way for them to take sure. it. Like so, so how many inches of hair so. do you have to tie off to send to them? And does it matter what kind of hair? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, look, the way I'm that that very hair, upset. the way that that hair came upset. out of his legs, I think anyone would be happy to have that as a wig. That's uh, what I'm saying. Be- it looks like scene? a great, it looks like silky, healthy, healthy yes. hair. Oh, like, thriving. Vibrant a, a horse hair. is made. But, but this is what I was going to say, though, Paul, is when Connie, when Connie wakes up one night and he's tossing and turning within his pubic hair, all he has to do is say, stop. Stop. That's what I want to ask. And Does it, it stop? Yes. Because he wakes up. This is like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah. He wakes up and he's like, it's itchy. It's itchy. And then it look, he looks down and his, his pubic hair oh, God. is growing oh, God. across the floor visibly. Oh, like, like, it's moving. like a tentacle. Like, is this yes. a child's movie? It, that's yes. what I want to know. Like, and so, and he just says basically, cut it out, and it does. does okay, that, can I just that, tell you yeah. something? A deleted scene, which I found on on YouTube, as this movie is on YouTube, it's also on Amazon Prime. But the deleted scene on YouTube, when he yells "stop," mm-hmm. his voice changes, and it would change for the rest of the movie. He was dubbed by another actor. They changed what? that at the last minute, so his voice what? became super low, like. He goes, stop, stop. Oh, so it's like pu- it's like puberty, basically? Yes. So I he see. basically goes through puberty in this movie. They kind of, I guess, last minute change it because it was in the trailer for the film. But uh, not weird. In the- so wait, yeah. so if Michael goes through puberty, then he'll be able to stop the growth of his head hair? No, because it's a his different thing. His seems to be related to the fright. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But Michael has to give the fright to somebody else. Yeah, there's a lot of back. magic that I don't understand. The movie, here's the thing. The movie is full of magical characters, but no rules, right? Mm. No, like, there are ghosts, there is a fright, there are paintings you can walk into. There's all this kind of magical stuff. Yeah, there's magical art, it, there's terrible yes, art. Yeah, that facilitates things happening, but none of it, and nobody ever seems to be trying to put together what are the rules of this so we can either succeed with it or we are trapped or we're failing at it. It doesn't, there's no, um, it, it, there's no exposition. There's no characters who are seeking information. Like, Suze and the dad and everybody is just kind of like freestyling. Ideally, Michael should have been tricked by someone to go in that house to get the fright so they would get their hair back. Because it seems like that's what he's got to do. He's got to trick Senor to go in there and get the fright <laughs> because then he gets his hair back. Um, but then it doesn't but explain Connie. why the peanut butter solution Connie stops working. It. Connie does that, oh, though. Right. And it seems as though it just occurs to him to do that. He doesn't. That's not his plan. You know what I mean? No. That's, I mean, that's what yeah. I couldn't figure out is why. Why is everybody in the dark all the time and just kind of like going with it? Well, when Connie is kidnapped, he quickly comes up with a great cover story that his parents are dead, to which the kids verbally uh, 
out loud, just like, is that true? Is his parents dead? And then like one kid even runs up to him. He's like, is your dad dead? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> like, but like is they don't his even... dad dead? No. I don't, we, I don't think we know. Oh, well, no. Because Do we know for sure not? I don't not? know that he's not because that last scene when the mom eventually comes home for that final moment and they're all hugging, I felt so sad for Connie. They're all hugging and Connie is just, Suze, the dad, the mom, Michael, and you feel like everything's going to be okay. And then they just cut to Connie just watching them smile. Connie leaves his yeah. sister at the lair. Well, Connie the goes great, home with the... But not only that, but when Connie gets to the lair and is seeing, like, this, this child factory, he says to someone, I'm here to save Michael. Yeah. No mention yes. of the fact that his sister... His sister is missing. His sister is missing. <laughs> All right, so this is a bombshell. When we find out that Connie's sister is kidnapped, like, we're freaked out because Michael's kidnapped, and then Connie just kind of drops it into casual conversation. This is uh, this is uh, Connie talking about the missing kids. Take a listen. The kid's gone mad, but it's not his fault. 20 other kids were missing from school. 20? I thought only 10. No, 20, including my Lynn, my baby sister. Oh, that's terrible. You know, if we could only get Dad going. Change of topic. That's it. What does that, what does that mean, <laughs> get Dad going? Like, they because the dad, dad has lost his mind at this point. He's been snapping his brushes. He's, like, he's okay. too, like, in his head. He's crazy. Again, no police. There's no. no police presence. There's no, nobody seems to be actively working on it. There's just newspaper headlines, increasing number of children missing. But look at Suze. Suze doesn't even ask a follow-up. He basically is like, yeah, and my sister is kidnapped, too. Like, he doesn't seem to be bothered They're, by They it. are reporting She's facts. unfazed. Unfazed. They're reporting facts as though, like, they, this is something that's happened in a town far, far away that they have no personal connection to. Suze is just relaxing in that scene. <laughs> she, she's like chilled out and he's well, like, including her. my baby sister. Yeah. And uh, including my baby sister, he says, and she doesn't change at all. She's just like, huh, if only we could get dad going again. Da, da. What? It's what? almost like he was like, my favorite thing to eat is like peanut butter sandwiches and She's a cool, yeah. You know, we gotta figure out my dad. Like it, it yeah. is treated as a non sequitur, not like I'm also in the same fucking crazy situation where my yeah. My, <laughs> and their solution is maybe we'll the just peanut butter let, listen. I've got no. Yes, the peanut butter solution. Their peanut solution is solution. Uh, maybe I'll just go back. Like again, there's 20 missing kids, and their their plan is to go and buy the dad new brushes. So he can start painting again oh God, so that he can this. get his mind back so he can help them find the missing children. That's their plan. So when they go to the art supply store, they just happen to find a brush made. Uh, keep in mind, these are two people whose siblings are missing. Their siblings are gone. And the thing they're doing is going and buying paintbrushes so that the dad can wake up. And okay. they accidentally are like, you know what? This brush reminds me of something. Wait a minute. I've cut this hair before. This is Michael's hair. By the way, it looks like a beautiful brush. Well, okay. I've <laughs> never seen a brush like that. I've never seen a brush with hair just like flopping over. And it actually doesn't look like Michael's hair. It looks like Connie's pubes. Okay. Oh. I'm listening. It did not look like Michael's hair. Michael's hair is light. Yes, and I agree. And like reddish blonde. Um, and also, like, why – I don't understand why any artist would ever pick up, 
Like, is he actually selling these paintbrushes? Because I, you know, I used to paint. I haven't painted in a long time. I've never seen a brush that looks like that. You, in high school, weren't you part of a traveling painting team? Uh, Yes, we would go travel from school to To, school. Yeah. I will say that for paint competitions, competitions, yeah. When I was in when I was in uh, Japan with my dad, we did some calligraphy together, and I used brushes very similar to that. And I looked at that brush. I was like, "Oh, I would love to." What? That was a giant. That brush was like twelve inches long, and the hair itself was flopping over. I mean, it didn't look like you could get a. uh, It looked like a horse's tail or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen brushes, or at least when I had horses, like we had like um, I had like a, a crop that had like set sort of like a wait what? Talent. And you made how, wait, brushes out? You had of horses? Their tails? Wait, I'm 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 focused on when we had horses. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul had horses. He was <laughs> actually kicked in the about? face by a horse and has a scar. What? Yeah. What are you talking? How do this is wow wow? <laughs> he the was literally plot thro- like thrown Thickens! across the barn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had, um, Wait a minute. Were, yeah. Can I ask an honest question, Paul? Were you raised by horses? <laughs> I, look, they were part of my life. And, you know, and I, I think that, you know, everybody around me, I, I contributed to my parenting, the miseducation of Paul Shear. Uh, the, the horses were like, we want that. We want that Tabasco V8. <laughs> I was playing hide and go seek with my babysitter and I hid behind a horse and the horse uh, was getting maybe like something behind him. So he gave, gave a little bit of a kick and the corner of its hoof uh, sliced open my cheek uh, and it kind of threw me backwards. It, did, but it wasn't like a full kick to the face. It was... Uh, but you got you got hurt. That's I got scary. I got yeah. many stitches. Yeah, I got many stitches from the, the sharpness of the hoof. Uh, and, and did they let you put down that horse in I retribution? Mean, you know, I, I honestly... <laughs> They made me apologize to the horse for hiding behind him, and that you know, and that was something I really took with me. But I, I will I feel say, like but you riding... have a special—you do have a special connection to horses and all animals, but specifically well, horses. You really think so? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, all right. Well, I was going to say that like one of the horse crops I used to use looked a little bit like that. It had like a little bit more of a tail like that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering that. I don't know. Um, I don't Is it possible my that horse. you were riding a horse with a giant paintbrush instead of a crop? <laughs> By the way, can we just talk about these kids are making 500 brushes a day, right? And there's 20 kids. So that means that they're making 10,000 brushes. I guess they all have to make 500 a day. So they're making 10,000 brushes a day. Oh, my gosh. Great question, Paul, because this is what it was so crazy about this movie. Like this art teacher is now building a giant business, whether he's spending that he seems to only be going to one very small art store in Toronto one day a week. I don't know how many other art stores there are, but like, where is he pushing this product? You know, and if if it's such a good product, like why not scale it up, you know, go on Shark Tank or something and be like, listen, sharks, I'm senor. These are the brushes. These are the magical brushes, you know? Well, also, I mean, look, he, why he is, clearly why doesn't are, need it. He's, he's, he has, he seems to need more and more brushes. Like he's being able to sell 10,000 brushes. By the way, I just want to say that as we were talking, I did Google it. I was not wrong. There is such a, a thing as a, a horsehair crop. I'm sending it to you guys now. You can all enjoy it. So I, I felt nervous to embrace you don't, you don't how much I knew it. about it. I believe you. I put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, put it in the chat. So yeah, hey, I, I did use, I did, use chat, I did maybe use a magical crop 
you know, whenever I did hit my horse with it, we would go into a magical landscape where we'd ride over rainbows and go into like marshmallow castles. I mean, I never thought about it. But yeah, yeah d- dump it in the chat. <laughs> Put it in the chat. I sent it to you over email. Uh, the way that oh, I'm why wouldn't you it. put uh, it in the chat? Oh, because I'm like on my cram phone. It in, cram it in that, the yeah. chat. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery. Perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eats all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a joke festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in LA. It's Six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, Mom said... We can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. So 10,000 brushes a day, the kid is on a diet of yogurt. They mention that very casually. They go, I mean, that have is him not on a, good. A diet of yogurt. Like he's sedated on a diet of yogurt. Let me, can I ask a quick question about that specifically? Because I wrote that down too. I was like, that would insinuate that somehow um, yogurt or dairy or something like that was part of the peanut butter solution or was part of the hair growth 
process, like that he, that the senior would be feeding Michael something that is promoting the continuation of him to keep growing hair. But it seems like, no, that is not the case. He's just only feeding Michael yogurt, which is not, I mean, Michael must be lying up in that thing, growing hair at an alarming rate, just having diarrhea constantly. Listen, I, uh, I mean, he doesn't Paul and I had a anything. whole conversation about this last night because I thought yogurt was maybe causing our son to have like a lactose intolerant reaction. And he said there wasn't any milk in or, or I mean, yogurt I mean, that, a dairy as a kid, yogurt was a was a, a, a savior for me because I felt like I could always eat that. But maybe there is there is lactose in here. There's lactose it, in yogurt. It depends on what yogurt you're getting. It, okay, but so it's, if it's it, Greek yogurt, then you probably don't have a problem, right? Well, anything Greek is totally cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, Greek yogurt is good for lactose intolerant people. That's, that's yes, the thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. By the uh, way, the thing that you just emailed us, I can't open the picture. Wish you would have put it in the chat. Uh, oh, you know, I wish you would just shove it in this chat so I can check it out. But what you did put in the chat, though, is, again, just a link to your fan fiction about Connie and Sue. Read it. In a romantic relationship in their 30s. It's funny. It's funny and it's sweet. I don't think I don't think Bennigan's is going to appreciate being mentioned so much in this. You don't think, oh, come on. I mean, people (laughs) love Bennigan's. It's such a great uh, it's such a great product. I mean, we weren't. It's retro. Guys, I feel like you don't get me. You never have gotten me. (laughs) Oh, the, oh I can't movie. I can't speak I can't speak to oh the other thing is when Signor has his <laughs> child slave factory making these paintbrushes, he also has put them all in dyed like pink or orangish orangish geese. They which all is look strange. like Padawans. Yes. They're all like yeah. they're all yeah. I had a question because when Signor is teaching He's not really, he's wearing both like a suit and then something over it, which I thought maybe was supposed to be a smock, but looked like a, a judge's robe. Yeah. And Wait, are like, you talking I about the hair robe? Oh, oh, oh no. no. Later, no, later it dressed, becomes a hair robe. He was dressed more like a, an old school music professor. That's what I kind of thought. It was like a cape. He was wearing like, he was dressed, actually, I think the best out of all the teachers there. Um, and looked, I thought he, he carried himself. He, with a, he was dressed like a professor at like Hogwarts. Yes, right? exactly. Like yes. It, 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 I felt like he was wearing wizard's robes in a way. Like it, it, I agree. Right. He was not wearing what an art teacher would traditionally wear is like some sort of smock or something like that. He was dressed like he was wearing like robes. Yeah. Which was, he doesn't like but art. By it, when, the way, Jason, I mean, I've never read Harry Potter, but JK has to shut the fuck up. Oh, oh I don't even. It's, like, yeah, no, it's not great. It the is. The fact that uh, just uh, doubling I, down I, is, I, it is a tough, tough look. It is again for like, I, I have such a wonderful relationship to those stories and all of that, but it is a, heartbreaking look from JK. Not good. Not good. All bad. No JK. JK not doing good. <laughs> JK, no okay JK. Uh, well, I'm going to work. I'm going to workshop it. But it is, it's, it's, it is, un, uh, it's unsettling and very despicable. unfortunate. Despicable. Okay, uh, the, uh, horse hair, the, the horse hair crop horse is now in the, in the chat. chat. So everyone can look at the this horse is hair crop. A, oh God, this is a Pinterest. Okay, I see it. I see what this is. I don't like the look of this. <laughs> I don't like this. This is unsettling to me. I wish I hadn't seen this. <laughs> it looks like it looks it does. It looks like someone's ponytail was cut off and uh, it was uh, 
attached to wood. And, yes, and that's, and that's very what weird. I used to use when I would ride my mm. horses in the backyard. No wonder they kicked you. Um, <laughs> by the way, I don't want, I want people to think that I grew up in a very rich neighborhood. I grew up in a very poor neighborhood that I just oddly had a, a corral in our backyard. Like it, it, to me, when I think back on it now, it's comical that we had like a barn in our backyard and a very little area for our horses to. Well, you maneuver. were a human. You were the only human boy in a horse town, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the mayor McHorse treated me with much respect. Uh, mayor McHorse, always. just like Mayor McCheese. <laughs> yeah, they knew each other. He took over for him after Mayor oh, McCheese this, had that. This, Pay for play I can't scandal. believe an Irish horse was elected mayor. <laughs> um, can I just play the moment where um, where Senor uh, shows off his evil lair to Connie here? Just, it's a great moment. Here we go. So, Inspector, you will never come again in my class, huh? <laughs> West, now you are in the class, which I never dismiss. Oh yeah. I'm going to escape. I'm going to free all your prisoners. But why? They love me. Don't you, children? Yes, senor. You see? You have come for nothing, Inspector. <laughs> but no, what I am saying. You can make brochures. Sit down, Connie, sit down. Uh, Jeremy, show him what to do. I go to make deliveries. I think these Canadian kids like being there. I think that they liked having a little bit more focus in their daily life. I mean, they're more it's more active than their school, you know, that's for sure. By the way, did you see in the background that the dog was also wearing a hair shirt? Yes. Yes. I thought I just saw that in the clip. I was like, is the dog also wearing a jacket made of Michael's hair? What's, and what's going on? He's making so much hair. And then here's my final question. Not final, but one of my final ones. Senor has a deeply Italian accent. His brother Rabbit has none, and his other bre- uh, brother, Doctor Epstein, uh, has none either. So why is no? Senor- they have. They both have accents. They have French accents. Oh, they're French. Oh, I thought their French was okay. I thought their. I thought it was much more subdued than. I mean, it's much it's more different. Subdued than- it's a different accent than than Senor. Okay. Which is, I think, them trying to throw us off like they're not like from this. Like if they but they because I I wrote down at some point, every single character except adult, except the father has an accent, whether it's British or French right. okay, or Italian yeah. or everybody pretty much has an accent. But you're right. Seniors is Italian, whereas the other brothers are just French, which is very weird. Strange. And I, I mean, I keep on coming back to this, but like what? does Senor want out of this? Does he, because we know he has not named his company. He doesn't, he's, you know, looking at all those boxes of magical human hairbrushes that are ready to go. He does, where are they going? And what, have these orders come in? And and the and brother does he really want to make ar- money? Yeah, the brother who's the art dealer, though, seems to be, when they show, okay, so Sue's <laughs> and her father Make finally they make the connection, and that uh, that the that they they're all brothers. They go to the art dealer, and they're like, "Hey, we need to find your brother. He's got twenty kids. He's kidnapped twenty children, and the art dealer knows seemingly knows this That's... and is not interceding in what is arguably a child slavery ring. Uh, who knows what's going on? He's turning a blind eye because the brother is." supplying him with paintings question mark because he says 
if I tell you, then he won't, I won't get any more of his paintings. So he's, I'm assuming, selling Signor's paintings uh, for my, I, I don't know. For a pretty penny. But I, and then he, they were like, well, he's like, but I won't see him again until Friday. Can and they're everyone, like, but it's Tuesday. Can, can everybody get into the paintings? I, I don't know. So. Is everyone able to walk into those paintings? Because when they bring Connie into that one room where all the paintings are displayed in that black, like, kind of void, they say these are magical and you can kind of enter into them. But like, so is Rabbit selling paintings that you can enter? And how would even Senor know? Oh, boy. I mean, there's a whole market out there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like, basically, Senor is cornering the market of creating a new style of painting and also the brush to do the painting He's he's the apple of painting. Well, it would almost be like, I mean, again, this movie uses magic and magical stuff in a way that normal movies would make it the thrust of the movie. And that this movie, it's just kind of part of it a, a little bit. But like if we follow this through to its logical conclusion, there are people who have hung paintings in their homes that they can walk into. Yes. Right? Like, that's that's what's happening, and that's not part of it at all. Like, I would like to see a sequel where someone's just standing in their living room, and they walk into a painting and are in, like, this magical waterfall world or whatever, you know? Right. I I would love that. I mean, by the way— I That would spend- be very interesting. And I'm also—it's like, if I'm Michael's dad, I'm like, give me some of that hair. Like, what about me? I, I am yes. a struggling artist. Why yeah. wasn't his dad being proactive enough to cut that hair and use it as a brush? I mean, instead of just trying to put it in garbage bags and toss it to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they were just doing. By the way, did you guys know? By the way, sang? garbage bags full of hair, full, just like full. black plastic giant. That was my first band name. Garbage bags <laughs> full of hair. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, can you imagine coming across that? Uh, so can I, you imagine I was, opening a, a garbage bag, seeing it's oh, all human hair and being like, what must have happened? What happened here? What, what's this story? Because it's all the same human hair. I was eat, I started to eat I bet eat someone a, got a fright. I started to eat a breakfast burrito, and then about at the hour mark of this movie, I was like, oh, I can't eat food during this. I have a strict rule. I never eat during any of our movies because I never know. I I need I, I have resisted really the smart. urge to wake you up last night, June, to make you watch this with me because I really needed to see it. Did you guys recognize the voice behind the sultry songs in this film? No. It's the one and only Miss Celine Dion. Yeah, well, it's Canadian, of course. That makes total um, sense. uh, I did notice the the last song. I was like, "That that's interesting." Because the last song when that that started, I was like, "Wow, this is a really powerful, sensual song." Of course, it's Celine. All right, let's hear. Let's hear. um, Just because we can understand the words a little bit, the uh, the Michael song, the first song. To a child, the world is so wide. To a child. Oh, this is her singing it. Oh, wow. Oh, 
I love that. This, that's the wino. So this yes. is when he gives money to the wino. Yeah. These are fully edited music videos. And then we'll play a little bit of Magic Man, the French one, just so you get a taste of the different types of songs. But these are made into full music videos for Canadian television because, and I didn't want to tell you this at the beginning, this movie is one of a series of 25 films, 25 fables um, under the uh, under the... The, the title what? Tales for All, a series That's for children and films. That's the opening film. title said, yeah. Yes, and, uh, and most, of these, uh, most of these Tales for All included um, scary things and things like dogs. Um, were okay, very... so this is like a, like a Goosebumps kind of thing for Canada? <laughs> yes, um, yes, that's Maybe? what it seems I don't, like. I, yeah. And is Celine Dion always involved, or is this just in this movie? Just this one, because she was cornered at a radio studio, and they made her agree to sing it. Uh, Skippy Peanut Butter paid for product placement, um, and these were also turned into books. So there were books oh, here wow. too. Hmm. Uh, the dog who stopped the war is one of the most famous ones. There's also I one mean, like I, fe- I kind of feel like we have to. I feel like we have to dig in on this series. This is kind of like there's 25 of them. There's 25, and the reoccurring theme is dogs and ghosts. There are a lot of dogs and ghosts in here. Uh, and right. and uh, here's just the French Magic Man song. Uh, it's called "Listen to the Magic Man." So just so you know, when you're listening to this, it looks like a beautiful movie of about a magic man with a magical paintbrush. The kids are excited. She's excited. She's in one of the paintings. It's not really letting you know the horror of this film. I mean, it's a, the scene is like a, a, a like a child predator who has kidnapped 20 <laughs> children and is forcing them to watch him paint a magical painting that he then walks into. I mean, this is... And it's also interesting to see like super young Celine Dion. Yes. Because yeah. it, I don't I feel like when when I'm become aware of her, it, she's already had a full I must I mean must have been a full career in Canada. That yes. I just I knew she was I knew she was Canadian and all that, but I didn't know she'd been cuz she looks like a teenager here, you know. She yeah, she looks like this is like her Debbie Gibson, you know, like electric yeah, youth yeah, yeah. phase. Um I will say this. This movie has frightened many a kid has lived in their memory. It's become iconic. These Celine Dion songs, I think, in Canada are incredibly iconic. They're great songs. They actually have good melody to it. They're fun to listen to. Um, But I wanted to kind of read you some opinions about this movie because obviously we are baffled by it. And we're joined by a legion of people that have been baffled and terrorized by this movie. So this is not as much of a second opinion as a shared opinion. We now present to you Second Opinions. Yet this person recommends it Tell me what is the message Maybe that art is subjective I need a second opinion That, of course, was John Lejoie. And I will tell you that when John came on the show to do whatever Steven Seagal movie he did, I think Glimmer Man, he said to me, if you ever do this movie, you need to find it. You need to do this movie. Uh, and I never really heard of it, but he's from uh, Canada and he knew it. And so I've always kept this in the back of my head. And 
These reviews are crazy. Uh, the reviews pa- are. Wait, can I ask you, yeah. Paul? Were you, or Paul and June? I guess were were you guys aware of this movie as kids? Never. I've never heard of this movie. Okay. 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 Good. 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 Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if this was one of those things that I just somehow like missed and was ubiquitous or, but no, it sounds like not. Okay. No. And basically most of the reviews follow a format like this. I didn't, I thought this was a nightmare that I had as a child. I'm so relieved to know that it's actually real. Like that is that it's, it's kind of deeply in everyone's subconscious. (laughs) Um, And this one starts off with um, creepy, pretty writes. uh, This is a crazy, creepy children's movie that will leave you wondering what the hell you just watched. Something my boyfriend watched as a little kid that gave him nightmares and left him wondering if this movie could possibly exist. Dot, dot, Hmm. dot. It does. Five stars. Title, Ruined Childhood. Wow. Wow. I, you know, I can see that. This is, this would be an unsettling movie. As yeah. to, to have seen it as a kid, you know, it would be, it would be, because there's no rhyme or reason. Tragedy just befalls this boy. It, it, it really is bizarre. And this is, there's a lot of like connection over this film too. Like uh, this person writes, uh, this is Jake the Snake, uh, not the actual Roberts? Jake the Snake. Yeah, not the actual Jake one. the Snake Roberts, the wrestler? <laughs> he goes, I am super excited to be able to watch this again. I just ordered a copy. Thank God no one wanted to buy my VCR at the last three yard sales. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. Oh, I was, no. I this was, guy's just, Jake the Snake is having so many yard sales, cannot unload a VCR? Can't get that VCR to move. Um, I was oh. talking about old TV shows to this girl at work, and this movie came up. I was floored that she knew what I was talking about. Um, I've tried to explain this movie to others, and they think I'm crazy. But she will flip out when she sees that I got this film for her birthday. She will be 34 Dot, 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 soulmate? I think so. Five stars. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like that he's created a fantasy where this woman is his dream girl, and he's revealing it on an Amazon review. Oh. Um, this one is simple. This is from Matt Goldie. He writes, there's something about the tunes in this movie that will put you in a deep trance. I had an extreme out-of-body experience watching this movie, which wouldn't have been possible without the music. Highly recommend this for a good trip. Five stars, title, subliminal subliminal messages galore. Um, and then I'll just read this final one from Renee. Um, and the title Celine's is... Celine's husband, Renee? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, Written in 2004. It is possible. Um, Renee writes, ooh, man. Million exclamation points. This movie must be seen. I have a neighbor who I was trying to describe this movie to, and I just came off sounding insane. My description was vague since I was so young when I saw it. There was this bald kid who had no hair. He mixed like 15 dead flies into some peanut butter, and he put it on his head in the shower. Then his hair grew so fast, they made paintbrushes from it. Then a bunch of kids found a huge scary picture and actually walked into it. My buddy was like, whoa. What kind of weirdo movies did you watch as a kid? No wonder you are the way you are today. And that's all I remembered since I was just a little girl and I was terrified. I too had reoccurring dreams of personified paintings. And my buddy actually thought it was so weird that he looked it up on Amazon and ordered it for me. What a sweet guy. Someone who thinks you're weird and supports you too. Anyway, I haven't seen it in like 10 years and I'm watching it tonight with my quote unquote buddy. Thank you. Oh, and for the record, I'm pretty normal. Thank you. 
five Wait, do, stars. Is, do we think at all that the writer of that review is the person that Jake the Snake got the DVD, the C, the VC? The, 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 the I just VHS think that this movie brings people together to to have like sex. I think this is like this is a movie. Oh I like the God. narrative around this movie is basically nobody believed me, but I'm right. Like it, they, everybody was scarred by this movie and couldn't, but and couldn't convince people it was a real thing. Like this is this is a weird. This is like a uh, this is like a folk tale or something. It's like it's upsetting kids, and then people are like, "That's not real." <laughs> I do feel like, and I'm, I'm I'm being very sincere when I say that I do feel like this movie has a very Hans Christian Andersen kind of story, like like those kind of scary fables that you hear as a kid. Like this has all the elements of it, like, but it's not been sanitized at all. But but 1985, it should have been. Like they should have been like, oh, it's not that bad. It's like you know, but this is this is like Hansel and Gretel, but scary. I mean, it's it's a scary. It, it, weird it definitely movie. is. It's definitely scary, and it's this the thing that's I thought that I found scariest about the movie is. That Michael, the the little boy who has the fright, loses his hair, does the peanut butter solution, grows his hair, gets kidnapped, is you know by Senor, all that stuff. That little boy, all of the, in 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 traditional like storytelling, he like Goonies or any of those other. He's he would he would have agency of some sort. He would be trying to do something, and he throughout the movie things just happen to him. He very, he, he almost, the only thing he really does is the, go into the haunted house. Really. That's right. the only thing he does actively. Everything else is reactive. He, re, he, the ghosts give him the information. He puts it on his head. He does the, so, you know, the, everything happens to him, which is weird. So that's why the third act, Connie has to be mobilized as the lead of the movie because he's going to figure it out and, and Susie as well. They're going to do something. They're the only active characters, which is such a bizarre thing to have in a kid's movie. A child who doesn't have an, a, a driving en emotional engine. Well, you know, Jason, towards, I just want, to, I just want yeah. you to say that you know, what you just really described there is what all bald people go through. Oh boy, this isolating oh uh, paralysis. Oh. You know, and and uh, and I think that this movie does a beautiful job, and I think you hey, did a great job summing it up. What what we all have to go through. You know, we only have our friends to help us get through it, and they don't want to. They don't want to help us get through it. You know. Listen, I I I felt very connected to the story of a. Young boy who suddenly has way more hair than he <laughs> ever thought would be possible for a child his age. Uh, it, it, that really hit home for me. I uh, I understand why the bald part hit home for you, but for me the the overgrowth of hair was just as for me was very unsettling. Wow! 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 <laughs> really connected. Um, really connected with me. I but, mean, you know, I, again, as, I was like as someone who's never struggled with having too much or too little. Like I couldn't really place myself in this movie. I couldn't yeah. see myself reflected back, and that was hard. It was mm. like you didn't feel like you were a Suze. I didn't feel like I was. I mean, I guess I <laughs> most closely identified to Suze, um, but specifically, I loved her outfits. I mean, I loved Suze's wardrobe. Yeah, it was incredible. I liked her. She was my favorite part. Yeah, me too. Well, um, I think we said it all. I mean, we really got to the bottom of this in, in more ways than uh, I ever thought. Uh, was possible. And I'm so glad we finally got to do this movie, which is free on Amazon Prime. You can watch the deleted scenes on YouTube. Um, Jason, June, anything you want to promote? Tell anybody about anything at all? Nope. Uh, no, uh, no. I mean, yeah. Uh, stay safe. Stay home. You know, 
be well, everybody. Yeah, yes. same same here. Uh, I just will direct you guys to uh, Jason and I got to do a uh, a fun uh, Marvel comic book thing. It's the World's Greatest Book Club with Paul Shear. Jason's on it. Just type in Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and Marvel. And you can watch us talk about comics and also uh, support. Which was so fun, by the way, Paul. And that's that that video that we did is one in a series that Paul did for Marvel, all of which are terrific. You talked oh, to thanks. Damon Lindelof. You talked to um, a whole bunch of people that were just like really great interviews. If, if you like comics and stuff like that, it, I really enjoyed the series. You'll get a you'll get a little taste of some fun books to check out. Um, and I just want to give a oh, big... Oh, and also, you know what? Sorry, if you don't yeah. mind, I will mention, uh, there's a new animated show coming out on HBO Max called Close Enough from the people that created the regular show. Uh, Ooh, and I'm one of the voices on that. And it's coming out in July. Oh, I love that. Um, and I want to say I just remembered uh, a big thank you to our super producer, Cody, who's keeping it all together uh, at home and making everything stay on track. Our amazing engineer, Devin, who makes these things sound uh, way better than they need to. Uh, Avril Halley uh, and Nate Kiley, who do our research and picking of the films. Also, Zach McAleese and Kyle Waldron, who does some of our great art that you can find on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, Molly Reynolds, who is just, uh, you know, I, I would say a, a designated hitter. She comes in, whatever the job is, she knocks it out of the park. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye for now. Hey,